20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Babes are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. So what do we got today? Today we're on episode 25, which puts us at just about a year of podcasting, so that's... Not quite. Getting exciting for us to have been keeping it going. Anyway, today's episode is all about oral oral sex. It's important in the lifestyle, and uh, it's a... Just important in sexual life in general. It is important in sexual life in general, but I feel like in the lifestyle it's extremely important because it's, it's something that, I mean... Most couples will start, if they're going to swap, they start off a lot of times doing a soft swap before they go to full swap. So in in a lot of cases, that's your version of swapping. So Yeah, yeah, but I think it's just as important in your own relationship. Like, I wouldn't say it's any more important in the swinging life. I, I would say a good oral sex, good good oral sex between a couple is important, is, is just as important, I would say. Yeah, but I'm just saying I think oral sex is big in the lifestyle. But first, let's before we get into that, the meat of the episode, let's have a little bit of our lifestyle chat, just about what's going on with us. So mm-hmm. uh, last week we talked about we're actually finally able to get back into the lifestyle after having taken a several month hiatus uh, while I was pregnant. Well, actually going to events. I mean, we were never out of it. We were keeping contact and recording shows. and Yeah, I guess and... taking a break is misleading because it sounds like we're um purposely I mean, we, not being in the lifestyle for we did have a while where like 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 we mentioned we recorded a lot of the episodes ahead of time but we were still responding to emails and doing things and so yeah I, just I keeping in touch we, with people but i wouldn't we, say we were ever really out of it we weren't sexually active we weren't yeah, we, were. we weren't even physically active we weren't even going to parties really mm-hmm. so but now we're, we're we're getting back into it and it's fun to start responding to emails again and start going on the hunt for well, new couples. We never couples. stopped responding to emails. Oh, you mean SLS emails? I mean, yeah. well, we never stopped responding. We just stopped getting them, essentially, just because we weren't doing anything and we put that on our profile that we were out of the game for a little while. So we didn't even have any to respond to. I didn't even know that you put us uh, you told me to. out on the profile, so... You told me to. That just goes to show you, I, I have been not on SLS for a while. It's It's been Cal who's been handling all of that. So anyway, it's it's good to get back into into things, um, start, you know, just looking for other couples, seeing what's going on, uh, gearing up for the, I mean, just the month of October in general is a fun month because Halloween, which is the biggest swinger holiday of them all. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. We went shopping for our sexy Halloween costumes, so that was fun to get to see all the different types of costumes out there, the variety, and I have to say, I came across this one costume that was for a sexy uh, captain, sexy pilot, and I was really excited about the costume. I didn't end up getting that one, I opted for a different costume instead, but 
when I was putting the costume back in its little packaging after trying it on in the fitting room, I noticed on the package it said for ages 14 and up. And that bothered me. Yeah, that is. Because the hemline was, I'd say, maybe an inch or two above the puss. Yeah. It's... And it was snaps all the way up. So, I mean, it's the kind of thing that you would just, like, rip off and, and go to town on somebody with. So. Yeah, it's 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 not the best to say, you know, the marketing to ages 14 and up. I mean, it's in a sex shop where I believe you where we saw it where you needed to be over 18 to be in the store. Yeah, but, but that still, doesn't mean that, a lot of the, the costumes only... that we see at those stores you can also order online. Yeah, you know, Amazon only... has has um, almost a duplicate variety of of outfits as you can find in person. And it just shows the you know the the mentality of the company and who they're willing to market to. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I, it, it is a little shocking that, you know, there's, and it, I mean, the, the person on the cover was definitely an adult female. I mean, she's probably somebody like a model in her twenties. And so she is very stylized, very sexy, wearing the big heels and, you know, full cleavage, boobs out, all that sort of thing. But then to see 14 and up, I was a little off put by that. Mm hmm. So, interestingly, that was the only costume that I noticed that on. Um, I didn't see it on any others, but I wasn't looking either, so it doesn't mean it wasn't there. So, just a little weird Halloween food for thought. So, anything else we wanted to talk about before we get into the meat of the episode? No, I don't think so. I think we can delve right in. Ooh, I like the sound of that. So we wanted to talk about oral sex. Like we were saying, it's it's important in the lifestyle. It's important in, in it's important individual in sex, sex lives in, general. in general. Yes, we've we've established that. So we didn't want to make this episode a how-to. I I know being in the lifestyle and just having talked to people, you guys know how to have oral sex. You know how to give good head, and trust me, you know how to get how to eat out of puss because I have experienced it firsthand. Uh, you listeners know what you're doing downstairs. So that's not what we wanted to do in this episode. You don't need us to tell you how to do oral. Instead, we wanted to try and explore different aspects of oral sex that uh, listeners may or be, may not be as familiar with. So we set out to try out all the different types of uh, sexual barriers well, for oral sex. Well, not all, but many, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so we did uh, various barrier protection methods just to test it out because it's something we hadn't had experience with, but we've talked about. And then we, I, I did a little Google searching to see what were some of the different or unique uh, ideas out there put out by things like Cosmo.com or, or uh, Men's Health. I just wanted to see what, what are the general media and population suggesting as good oral sex tips. So aggregated some of those and, and wanted to see what was actually of value and and not. And then we also uh, found a couple of oral sex videos, like how-tos. So we uh, perused those a little bit. We didn't do, we're not going to do a full-on review, but we thought we'd share some experiences of that with you guys as well. So let's, let's start off with fellatio or blowjobs. So I love to give a good blowjob. And for me... What defines a good blowjob is not that I know what it feels like, but getting feedback from the men. To me, it has to be nice and wet and sloppy. Well, yeah, I think that's a that's mandatory for for it to be good. I think good good lubrication is important, pretty much in all avenues of sex and mm-hmm. sexual play. You need to have things slippery and wet is usually 
a good thing, especially with a blowjob. You want to feel just the the. You don't want friction. You want to have maybe tightness, but you don't want it to be like rubbing. Yeah, yeah. This the the slick feeling definitely feels good for a man, and mm-hmm. I I I feel like you wouldn't like it. Just comes natural to. I mean, your mouth is already wet, so you can. Yeah. Like for a... I generate a lot of spit. I've mm-hmm. always been very spitty. Like I almost have to suck in some of it and swallow some of it cuz we leave big wet marks behind after I give a blowjob cuz I have so much spit. So anyway, um so for for blowjobs we decided to try out giving a blowjob with condom on. So we we did uh flavored condoms. I think it was a strawberry flavored condom that we had. It was just came in a variety pack that we had. Um, and they had a reservoir tip, and I can tell you that was awful because the reservoir tip. Yeah, which is a standard on pretty much most pretty, condoms. Yeah, yeah the, is... the the reservoir tip would tickle the back of my throat anytime I took you deep. So pretty much like every thrust, anytime I was trying to deep throw you, I'd get this tickle from the condom in the back of my throat, and it was it was distracting. Number one and number two, it just like it it tickled. It was it was not fun. Well, let's let's back up a second and talk about why we would consider these oral barriers because we didn't we we didn't discuss that because i think it's a given that when why why people use condoms but i think oral barriers are much less used and they're much even though they're yeah so it's 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 a trade-off between uh sexual health and safety versus sexual pleasure Mm -hmm. so we've always taken the the risk that there is of getting contracting some kind of um, sexual infection or STI, as they're they're called, sexually transmitted infection. Because we've, you we've... can transmit, um, you you can transmit herpes through oral sex. You can mm-hmm. transmit. There's various there's various STIs that you can get through oral sex, and so just to minimize that, barriers can be used. Although traditionally in the swinger lifestyle, barriers are not used, mm-hmm. and there are. As we've mentioned on the show, we don't we're much less familiar with other communities, but I've 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 heard that other communities the oral barriers are much more um that, that they're much more prominent, especially um I believe in the BDSM community it's it's not uncommon to use a barriers, but I've never seen I've never at, seen it in at the, a swinging event. Yeah, I've seen somebody, condoms, but I've never, I've, I've never seen, seen an oral barrier. Yeah. I I mean definitely not for a girl, but not even a condom for a guy. And we set out to to say, like the part of the goal for doing the research for this show was let's try out some barriers. Let's see if it detracts that much, or if it or if it doesn't. If it's if it's worthwhile, because we we've always just assumed the risk without even trying the barriers. If mm-hmm. the barriers felt if if it feels just as good, why not use a barrier? And so that's where we started, and so that's why we wanted to try various methods and try the the dental dams for and the and condoms and condoms with reservoir tip without and so that's the sort of the that background. Was motivation yeah, yeah so yeah that's, so that's good motiva- so we good can go background. so we can go back to the back to the blowjob with the reservoir tip it was the strawberry one yeah it was strawberry condom with reservoir tip and i would say in terms of thickness of condom latex material they're probably in the average category, they weren't particularly thick condoms, but they weren't like an ultra sensitive condom either. And number one, not only did the reservoir tip tickle, as I was saying, but number two, like it, 
the the strawberry flavor wore away relatively quickly. I'd say probably after two or three bobs. Yeah, we thought, and then it was just very very plasticky. We thought we thought we'd try a flavored one just because hey, if you're gonna be sucking on and there's gonna be latex there, then why not have it be some flavor? Why uh, I know why not just have like a giant uh, strawberry shaped penisicle? But it just but but it didn't work out right because you were just no no the flavor just goes away now. Later on, we decided to try condoms that came with no reservoir tip, and so those weren't flavored. And well, well, hold on, you're moving. Well, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is there is a distinct taste difference between the non-reservoir tip, just regular condom versus the flavored condom. So, although the flavor of the flavored condom wore off quickly, it didn't end up tasting horrible. You'd after say it was that. still there, better than a regular condom. Yeah, yeah, most definitely because it. Even though there wasn't the strong strawberry flavor, it didn't have like a really latexy flavor underneath that or anything. It was almost maybe slightly plasticky, but but really it was just no flavor at all. So um, that that was better than when we did the uh, no reservoir tip condoms with no flavoring because that was distinctly latexy, rubbery. It was it was not good. So before I get into how it felt for me, because I can kind of lump both types of condoms together, mm-hmm. why don't you talk about the no reservoir tip condom. Well, finishing up with the reservoir tip condom, the just when I'm stroking or when I'd be rubbing my tongue up and down the length of your your cock, I could feel the wrinkles in the condom. If the condom wasn't stretched out completely on you so that it was like really really tight, I could feel the wrinkles and so it didn't it didn't feel like I was on skin. It was noticeably different and and not great cuz it felt like I was basically just sucking on some plastic. So then we moved on to the kind of condom without the reservoir tip. And as I was saying, flavor-wise, it tasted horrible in my mouth. And it it wasn't lubed on the outside, which I could see how that could contribute to bad flavor. It was just, you know, the flavor of the material and of it itself. So that was detracting. But there was no more tickle in the back of my throat. So I could definitely take you deeper. And it wasn't an issue. It didn't, you know, cause any gag reflex or anything like that. So in terms of the way it felt in my mouth, the no reservoir tip condom was definitely better, but the flavor was bad. So uh, my recommendation would be if you're going to use a condom during a blowjob, buy the no reservoir tip ones, but then also invest in some flavored lube. Because I think that would help uh, a good good amount. Now, moving on to how it felt being the guy receiving, it it definitely was not as good with the condom, but it wasn't horrible. It it wasn't horrible. It 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 was still very good. It was still it was still a mouth on my cock, and it felt good. But it you lose some sensation, and and you lose just the, the intricacies of feeling a tongue. And it just kind of flattens everything, and feels it's it's more of an overall general feeling versus the the specificity that a, a tongue can mm-hmm. can give and you just lose that and and so it just it just isn't as good it's 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 deadening you know you can pretty much just relate it to how uh it feels for you guys out there when you're having sex with a condom on and you know it's it's, it's still decent but it's just it just isn't as good it, it, you're just you're just not feeling quite as much and right the, the the level of detail of what you're feeling and and you miss out on the the wetness that we're talking about earlier you mm-hmm. wetness against the latex is different than wetness right on the skin and that just 
takes away from some of the the sloppiness some of the now we could have put a couple of drops of lube in the condom before putting the condom on that would make it wetter for you yeah we we didn't do that but i it still it still wouldn't have been the same it still wouldn't Mm -hmm. be saliva that's constantly being regenerated as the Mm blowjob goes and so it was okay but it definitely wasn't as good as without and now the question is, would you be able to come from a blowjob with either condom type on? Yeah. I yeah, would I have could. a hard time maintaining the longevity with the reservoir tip condom unless we like pulled it down really tight on you so it wasn't tickling the back of my throat. But the no reservoir tip condom could definitely give you a blowjob start to finish without a problem. Not quite as enjoyable because you, you, know, you can't feel the veins as much. You can't really feel the frenulum as much. I mean, you know it's there and you can play with it, but not to the same degree. Like you were saying, it, it, it uh, you know, it's putting a cover over everything, so you lose that detail. So now talking, bringing this back around, because we did all this testing by ourselves, me and you, and while bringing it back around to swinging, if a woman were to ask me to put a condom on before she went down on me, I would I would probably be okay with that. Or I not probably, I, I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly doubt, I mean, I'm not going to rule it out, but I highly doubt a, a man is going to ask you or asked to put a condom on, but would, if he did, would you? Would I still blow him? Yeah. And is and would you ask for it? I think I know the answer to at least one of those two, but. So blowing him's difficult because more often, more than likely it's going to be the reservoir tip kind of condom. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be as enjoyable for me and it's going to be more difficult uh, to, to take him deep. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to ruin the flow of the moment and, and just be like, no, I'm not going to blow you with a condom on. So if if the man wanted to wear a condom and he asked me to blow him, I would, but I don't think I would finish him that way. Mm-hmm. I think it would be difficult because I, would be, I wouldn't want to take him as deep just because it it felt really awkward with the, the reservoir tip like hitting the back of my throat. So, mm-hmm. But I would do it for a little while. You know, I, I could deal with it, but I wouldn't want to give a whole blowjob like that. Um, and it also depends on on how the condom tastes, because that plasticky taste is just—I mean, it's it's gross. So. Now, do you think you would ever? You do you think you'd ever ask for it? Would would you ever? I mean, I guess we could save that discussion for well, for the end. The pre- just just oral barriers and swinging for us in general. Okay. To, for for the end, that's probably yeah. We'll talk more about appropriate that later. After we finish it, and so I I do want to point out that it was difficult. Also, another consideration is it was difficult. I mean, not real difficult. Just an Amazon search is all I needed. But it was a little bit more difficult to find find condoms that had no reservoir tip. Mm-hmm. It's not always labeled on the box. I went to our – I had to do some online research, figuring out what types of condoms have reservoir tips and what don't, um, and go to the local drugstore. And they didn't carry any of the brands that didn't have the reservoir tips, so had to order. We just ended up ordering through Amazon. And mm-hmm. we there are a handful of brands out there, and I probably didn't there, – there's probably some that I didn't that I, that I didn't identify. But the Trojan Pure Ecstasy – uh, line of trojan condoms those have no reservoir tip and so that's what that's that, that's what we got that's that's our brand mm-hmm. if, if any listeners out there are wondering what what specific brand to get yeah and and the one thing to note about that uh, because you actually did finish with that condom on is because there's no reservoir tip the cum uh this 
the the jizz, it fills <laughs> up the remaining uh, area around the condom yeah, around the head of the around. penis, and it makes the condom very easy to pull off and make a mess. Well, so it wasn't. We we realized that that's not a condom that would be very recommended for having sex with different partners if yeah, you were and- concerned about. Um, slap, swapping bodily fluids. Yeah, the other, I mean, that's a consideration too, is part of the reason why you'd wear a condom for swinging or just uh, oral play outside of a fluid bonding relationship is just trying to minimize STI risk. But you do have to watch out because there is the very easy opportunity for exposure to the come after mm-hmm. with, with the with the no reservoir tip it's, right with with the blowjob it's i think it's less of a risk because you can open your mouth wide or pull the cock out but with a pussy when you're pulling the cock out there's still some some friction in there it's tight well, yeah, so I, it's easy for the condom to pull off i would never cock. i would not recommend using a, a non-reservoir tip for for sex for sex but if you don't want to still be the, fluid bonded yes yeah. and, and the, it'd be harder i guess to get come on when the with a with a blow get the girl to or guy to get come on them with the with the uh, blowjob, but because it leaks around the sides, it could happen. So it's something mm-hmm. it's another consideration to be aware of. Yep. So other things that we have tried or wanted to talk about with with fellatio blowjobs, uh, flavored lubes. So we we uh, have a number of different flavored lubes. I bought a variety pack a while back that came with I don't know five or six different flavors of lube, and we didn't test it specifically for this episode, but we've used them in the past plenty. And I th- the thing about flavored lubes is the flavor's not all that great. It's there, but it's not, you know, super. And, and this is obviously our experience. There's mm-hmm. probably, a, there's yeah, probably there some out some. there that we I haven't tried. I think we were it. using, like, Good Head brand. But at and, the same time, it still gives a little bit of extra flavor just, if you know, to mask some of the skin taste. So although haven't you I like the... to get them out every now and then. But aren't they... You've also mentioned, like, like you just said that they didn't have a ton of flavor, but aren't they very sh- sugary? Is what you said too, and that they get st- it gets sticky. it gets sticky. I know that. Yeah, just having it I, on my cock, I wouldn't it gets sticky. Yeah, I wouldn't want to use one of the at least the good head brand flavored lubes that we have. I wouldn't want to use them for like a hand job or something like that because they definitely get sticky. And but when it's in your mouth, it's not you know yeah, it's not a big deal because you've got you, the saliva. You want to be you want to be aware and wipe the wipe the cock off or whatnot before you engage in in intercourse because. You shouldn't have that sugar. Well, sugar I don't know pussy. if it's actually sugar or if it's sticky because it's glycerin. I'd have to look at the ingredients. Well, no, I th- I think that the well, you know, the flavors got to come from come from something, and so you just have to be aware that mm-hmm. if there's any sort of type of sugar or you know fructose that's in there, you're gonna want to wipe yourself. I mean, just use your judgment. And look at the ingredients, but. Um, that's it. Just in just one more yeah. consideration. But they do add a little bit of fun. We have a cinnamon one that I I like to use every now and then. Yeah, yeah, but I I feel like more often than not we just like it. it I mean, I guess for me it's a wash. Like I don't really care, and so I, I think more often than not, I think you just choose to not deal with the sticky mess because saliva is just mm-hmm. saliva is not really doesn't you know get really a sticky or anything, and mm-hmm. so we usually just saliva does the job for us. Usually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you do want to change it up every now yep. and then and so then how do you feel about those uh different lubes that are supposed to give like a tingling sensation or a heat sensation so i know like ky well, has a has a, a one that's supposed to heat up you never use those and... for oral sex do you i mean i mean yeah they, they i've feel... used i've used the mint one that's supposed to tingle for oral sex 
I mean, or for just for sex in general, I mean, for that it, matter. It feels good when you're having sex. The, um, you know, the ones that the cooling gels or the, you know the cooling mm-hmm. sensations and the and 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 the heating. It's all fun during sex. I think for a blowjob, it would. I'm trying to. I don't even. I don't think we've used them for a blowjob just because we've done the tingling ones. Maybe probably you, not the warmth because, but I know we've used the tingling ones because I don't remember. Like, I feel like you wouldn't want that in your mouth. Just in, like you don't want. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe the cooling sensation in the mouth would be okay, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no, I mean, they're, those are good for sex for oral. I don't know. I mean, the cooling on the cock is, is nice, but I guess I just assumed, you know, for the girl that you don't want to be mm-hmm. putting that, I mean, yeah. you don't want to put that in your mouth, but. So I, in prep for this episode, I also did a Google search and in, in Google, I just typed. How to give fellatio. I didn't even use the word blowjob. I said fellatio. And and Google corrected me into good blowjob tips, which I thought was interesting. And there were tons and tons and tons of websites on, on blowjobs and how to give good blowjobs. Uh, but I, I narrowed it down and I just looked at Cosmopolitan. It's a very popular uh, women's magazine. So I was curious to know, what do they say are good ideas for blowjobs? And theirs is just going to be the mass... Like, uh, I I picked out a few mass so. information that yeah, but let me get to it. So so, uh, their one of their big tips was don't ignore the balls, and I think that's big. I think that's important to not ignore the balls. I think that's a good a good tip that Cosmo's giving people. Um, their their other saying was to surprise your man with a blowjob. Have him come home from work one day and just give him one. Like not to wait until he asks, but to take the initiative and do it on your own. I think that's a good tip, too. I try to do that. Probably not as often as you'd like. Well, no, definitely not as often as you'd like, because you'd take one every day. Well, I was just trying, get to, one. trying to think when the last time was. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. It was probably recently. <laughs> well, we, we've we been busy and whatnot and with the baby, but... And then uh, I guess i got to get busy. <laughs> I, I can take a hint. Um, and then there was also... Uh, let's see. Those are the big ones, really. And uh, using a twisting motion. Which we've seen that mentioned on, I, I believe, in when we've watched episodes of Swing from Playboy TV and just various other, you know, kind of how-to. We watched a couple of Swing isn't how-to a how-to videos. at all. <laughs> no, but Swing, Swing, when they've had their, like, guests come in, oh. I believe one of the guests was well, yeah, they... how to give a good blowjob, or how to, how to give a good blowjob, and they always say, you know, use your hand attached to your mouth and do a twisting motion, and so Cosmo agrees. I was just, I don't know bringing that up well no, no I, I think that's good but unless you i was confused until you clarified that it was the people they they do in that show they always the show always follows the same format pretty much you know they the couple comes in they do a daytime game or whatever mm-hmm. icebreaker get to know each other then they have a nighttime and activities a lot of times there's either some kind of a game they play or they'll have an, an yeah. instructor come in and show you how, and show them how to do something and then they all mm-hmm. get involved. So yeah, yeah, that, they, yeah, they had one about oral sex on So on so this. one of the other suggestions I think that was on the Cosmo website was using food. And I thought this was interesting. So um, they've recommended using ice and we've tried that in the past. I don't know how you what your I don't remember what your response was to using ice though. I think mm, it's just kind I of shocking pass. more than anything. I can pass on the um, one of the other suggestions, which we didn't try, because it just sounds weird to me, was to use frozen grapes. Which, I don't, I, to me, that would be no different than the sensation of ice, and then you would just eat it. And I can't imagine giving a blowjob with a frozen grape in my mouth. Like, I'd be afraid to swallow it. Like, I'd inhale it and choke. Well, I, it, I, w- 
I can only imagine for me as the guy, it would be just the same as ice, which I know, you know, you know, a lot of people are into it, but I'm not really into the really into cold, actual cold, like, like the, the simulated mint cold. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the, but actual cold ice cubes, no, not really. So the frozen grapes for me would probably, I feel like it's the exact same thing as, as, um, ice unless yeah. you play with it long enough where it starts to melt and then you can just then you just have then a you grape in your mouth <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah and then one of the other uh suggestions out there was to try pop rocks and i thought well that's interesting because where did you get that one from specifically i think it was still on the cosmo website i don't remember for sure See, cosmo I... gives good advice and i feel like it's they give good advice and bad advice. Yeah, and they also they also suggested chocolate syrup and breath mints, which chocolate syrup might be fine. That's kind of fun to play with. Breath mints, I don't see how that would do chocolate anything. Chocolate syrup is just for you, or for the girl. Yeah, it wouldn't do any good for you. Yeah, there's chocolate syrup. That's like using flavored lube. And the Pop Rocks was, we just tried that for the first time a few days ago, and that was dumb. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Well, I mean, it, it didn't a... add any extra sensation for you. For me, well, I, no... pop rocks are tasty. I enjoyed well, having yeah, them I mean, in I my guess, mouth. I but... guess, yeah. I just was reminded of how much I just don't like pop rocks. I the flavor is not good. Plus, I mean, we're talking about the you know the flacio, so the so the guy. So I didn't actually even feel any of the popping mm-hmm. when you were when you had them in your mouth. So it was a wash for me. It was yeah. It, it was kind of weird because my mouth, like I put a put a whole bunch in my mouth and they started popping, and then I put your cock in my mouth and started blowing you. And I had to like consciously try not to. I mean, those things are they're pretty, um, pretty rough. They're kind of like nerds candy, or you know, they're just bunches of, I guess, globs of sugar basically in your mouth. And so I didn't want that rubbing on your cock because I thought that that might hurt or sting or just cause extra friction. So I had to like keep them in my mouth, but not have them like rubbing all over your cock. Yeah, I think the idea, and not like swallow them. I think the theoretical idea that Cosmo or wherever was trying to get at is that, you know, as the guy, I would actually feel these things. Yeah. That you like, feel like maybe the little, popping like or something. little by vibrations, but I didn't feel anything. And so you just then just had pop rocks and weren't able to perform as good as usual. Mm-hmm. And then just because we were there and the pop rocks were there, I try, I hadn't had pop rocks since I was a kid. So I popped some in and was reminded of how dumb I think pop rocks are. I liked the strawberry flavor. And what we didn't do, and I wish I had done, is gone and drink some Coke so I could make some Pop Rocks foamy in my mouth. But then you came later, so I ended up still with white foam in my mouth. So. <laughs> now, on our show notes that you created, you have breath mints. Now, breath mints, I think, are a really good idea. And we don't do it as often as we probably should, just because breath mints, I think, are the better alternative to like the the a, a cooling lubricant or mm-hmm. a cooling blowjob because they have you can you you can get breath mints that have the same cooling effect and it tastes good for you it's a, it's a breath mint it's supposed to you're supposed to have it in your mouth it's supposed to, and so then it yeah we, because we had done we have done that and you can get the cooling sensation from breath mint and for you it would taste good so i can mm-hmm. that that's what, what i would say would be the better alternative to a flavored or cooling lube. yeah i mean personally for me i'd prefer not to have anything in my mouth but the cock or the balls because then i gotta worry about number one not rubbing it on your penis and number two not accidentally swallowing it you know so i have to like move it off to the side like put it in my cheek or put it underneath my tongue or something like that and then I'm consciously thinking, like, where is it at all the time? At all times, not swallowing it, like a bigger, I don't know, kind of like one of those lifesavers, wintergreen breath mints or something. That might not be too bad, but it's still, you know, it, 
unless it was something that you had specifically requested or you really liked that we would do every now and then, my preference would be not to have that just because I don't want it in my mouth. Well, I mean, I think I think the best. But for an occasional thing. I think know. just has change it up. But, I mean, we we were just talking about, you know, things to put in. And, um. How about two cocks? <laughs> that I, I, that's what I would, um. But the breathmans I would think would be better than mm-hmm. the, than the lube for the girl and for the guy you still get the yeah cool, the flavor the of the breath, breathmint would definitely be better for sure because yeah. I mean I don't think there's you know much lube out there that's going to be extremely good tasting because it's still less the ingredients to make it a lube you know so yeah. you're basically just masking the lubey flavor mm-hmm. so anything else on you know on the fellatio side that that you well you had was... here on the on the list you know getting back to relating to swinging just the 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 things that you can do with multiple partners and so you have multiple mouths on you know a caca or one on the caca one on the balls and just the, the scenarios that you can have when with oral sex with more than one yeah more than one partner yeah and that and... can that can definitely lead to sensation overload and it's it's great i mean for well i don't for... I never think it's sensational load. I just think it's fun. I, <laughs> um, it it's definitely it's definitely a fun experience to you know to be having your ball sucked and 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 your cock sucked at the same time, or two tongues on your cock. That's always a, a fun experience. And so, just the just having multiple partners can be can. You know, you can get those sensations that you get one at a time. You can mm-hmm. get them at can, the same time. At the same time. Plus, there's the whole mental aspect of, oh, this is just hot because there's multiple. You know, the yeah. the unusual. Well, not the un. I, I, I wouldn't say the, the unusual, but the the added ex- excitement of having this thing that maybe doesn't happen all the time. Right. Well, not not only that, but it's going to build you to orgasm in a different way. Because you're getting the dual stimulation. Well, yeah, it's just gonna. So it's it's gonna it's just, increase your pleasure. It's just different stimulation. It's a lot more stimulation, mm-hmm. and you can just have fun with that. And especially, I mean, you can have like the. It's 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 always kind of fun and amusing at the same time because I always picture what it looks like from above or whatever. But when you have like the like like an oral an oral train like where you have, <laughs> I mean, if I I know you know in a two couple scenario you know you have the the guy eating the girl out who's blowing the guy like you know you have it go around yep. in a circle and then it, it's who's eating out the the girl yeah yeah exactly so mm-hmm. there's a you know the, a constant you know a constant train and just a loop and so that's that's kind of that's always a fun scenario and then but it always kind of makes me laugh when you like picture how that looks from above i don't know just the, mm-hmm. the circle so makes me think of human centipede <laughs> that Which, is not a we good... haven't even seen that movie <laughs> i know moving on so let's talk about eating me out. Well, I guess eating out in general, cunnilingus. So I know you as a man love to eat out a woman. Oh, that's I, your forte, and you're good at it too. I, so. I I I love it. It's it's just it's just very enjoyable. I enjoy the taste, and the smell. I I know a lot of guys don't. I mean, I don't think so much in the swinging community. It doesn't seem like that's an. I don't think men liking to go down is an issue in the swinging community but you hear but in the general population you hear about that where guys are like oh you know i don't like the taste the smell or anything yeah it makes me wonder if they've just had a bad experience and as long if as they, if they've had an unclean lady or... as long as the area is clean i i love it and you know it's 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 very exciting it's very 
arousing to go there and I, I you know and just just the intimacy of of eating somebody out is incredibly fun mm-hmm. so we just like with um with uh fellatio we tested various oral barriers on for cunnilingus and so we, so we can talk about those so the various ones that we used were a actual dental dam designed mm-hmm. for oral sex it was flavored yes it was although it was barely like i couldn't even tell mm-hmm. it, it said it was strawberry but i could barely tell and then a condom and we'll talk about how to use a condom in a moment when we talk about it more in detail and then saran wrap and so the idea for using a the idea of a barrier i think everybody's familiar with condoms and how a condom is put on a cock and how you use it and it's not a foreign concept but i think a lot of people still don't even know what a dental dam is it just sounds you know it's like something a, a dentist that's the uses. weirdest name yeah well it, it's like, like i don't almost think that would be what you'd call that little like weird sheet of paper that they like clip to your your chest as a bib mm-hmm. when they're cleaning you the like dentist? to me yeah at the dentist to me that would be a dental dam it's not but that's what i think of but I mean, I guess when you think about what a dam does, you know, it stops, it blocks up. If you actually think about the word dam, I mean, calling it a dental dam makes sense. But, um, so they have actual dental dams that are made out of latex. They probably probably can be made out of various other materials as well, lambskin and whatnot. But we're mostly familiar with latex, and so you can buy these. We actually, they're not as common as as condoms, which is why I think, you know, a lot of people are just, you know, you can just go to any drugstore and pick mm-hmm. up condoms. Um, unless there are no reservoir tips, then you actually have to just check them down. <laughs> but you can go anywhere and buy condoms. But dental damage, you kind of got to search around for. Maybe your local drugstore does stock them, but maybe they don't. And I know that ours around here do not from because we went and looked when we yep. were doing research for this episode. And, so, and the first set that we ordered from Amazon were on back order, and we had canceled them and had to order a different kind. That's true. So we had a little bit of, you know... A little bit of a hassle trying to get these dental dams, and so mm-hmm. we just ordered—I don't even remember the brand name—but we just ordered some from from Amazon that had good, that had good good reviews. It came in a pack of five, and it it, it was actually my first experience with an actual dental dam, and it, and it looks like it comes and it's kind of a decent sized piece of latex that's about probably ten inches long. It's oval shaped, like ten inches long, and probably five to six inches wide. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not quite those big in each direction. Like, cut an uh, inch or two off in yeah. each dimension. Yeah, I'd say it's probably three, three to four inches wide, and maybe seven, seven. or eight inches yeah. long. Yeah, I just cut it. It's go. it's it's wide enough to basically go from lip to lip to cover the puss, and then long enough to go from the hood area all the way down to yeah, you can, to the anus. It you can it covers about an inch above an inch above the the hooded area of the clitoris. All the way down to the yeah exactly to the anus so you can you can do oral sex with with the ass and which is actually we didn't really talk about that with 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 a man that much but I mean I yeah with with a man if you wanted barrier protection you'd want to essentially you could, use one of the same yeah, you could items still do the that same you'd use thing. for a woman you could still, yeah still do the same thing and so 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 you'd need for for a man you'd have to have a condom and a dental dam or or uh, plastic wrap or something exactly else. and. I do enjoy anal play, and when and when you you do, and when you go down there. But um, for for this episode, we actually didn't Is that do tossing your salad. 
Indeed it is. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of that phrase, but <laughs> there is, there really isn't like a good phrase that we like to use. I mean, saying like in the middle of sex, like eat my ass, it's not the sexiest <laughs> no, not. thing you can say. Yeah, you, we've both definitely said it to each other. But, but <laughs> lick my ass or like all of it just kind of sounds kind of dirty. I don't, it, it, even more dirtier just because, you know, it, you, you. Well, it's the you, ass. Your Anytime ass you tell someone with, to go to your ass, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is associated, it's where you poop. associated with the bathroom. And so. We really haven't come up with the best, like, sexiest phrase, because, I mean, like... Yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for that, please <laughs> pass them along, because eat, eat my ass is... <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, I enjoy that, but we didn't, um, we didn't explore that, because, really, everything that's applicable to the dental dam, I would or to the oral sex for cunnilingus is applicable to the, mm-hmm. applicable to the ass of the yeah. guy or the girl. You just didn't get to experience that. I mean, and I, and I did and, explore and with, I did explore with you, um... Uh, licking your ass. While, you did, with, yeah. So I mean, we did. You it just, just didn't get to feel it from it your eye. Yeah. So actually, we should try that just so I can mm-hmm. see what it feels like with uh with with a barrier as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely more likely to use a barrier if somebody wants me to lick their ass. The only ass I'm licking is yours. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, you know, like come to think of it, even with a barrier, I'm not likely to want to lick someone else's ass. Well, it, it's just thinking it has about like it. A, a little bit of a dirty stigma, but I mean, there's a be there'd be no difference than I mean, if you're willing to put somebody's cock in your mouth, you shouldn't be. I you mean, don't poop out of your cock. Theoretically, it shouldn't be that gross to lick. I mean, it's it's not that far away to to you know to play with to play with their their ass or whatnot. But uh, it's still a different scenario for me. But, but again, I, I don't want to sidetrack us. It's so. not really sidetrack. I mean, it's talking about swinging. So I mean, that's not. really I know, but we're we're in the middle of talking about dental dams. Yeah, but it's still oral sex in general. So. I don't think that it's outside. Well, now I've like lost my train of thought. So yeah, we can just move on. So, so I guess yeah. We, so I was still outlining what we use. So we use the the dental dam, a condom, and then the saran wrap. Saran wrap is very straightforward. Just you know the plastic wrap that you have in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. It can be used as a. a barrier as well and you just tear that off tear off as big of a piece of as as you want um yeah now now the thing to say about that is it's it's unlike the dental dams uh it's you know they're not considered to be i don't know like a protection device i mean that's not what it's designed for so i don't know the permeability of the different plastic wraps so it's certainly going to be more of a barrier than no barrier at all but I mean, you're gonna to want to do your research to confirm well, because I don't know the pore size on that I think you'd to be know pretty... what can and cannot fit through yeah, it. You know, I just would... just like HIV can fit through a lambskin condom, I don't know the pore size on on saran wrap to know what can and cannot fit through it because that's that's not its intended use. So it's cert- like I said, it's it's gonna be better than no barrier at all. But I don't know what it lowers your risk to relative to the the dental dam so you know if if you're a person who wants to be 100 percent well to be fair i don't know i didn't i guess it was due diligence but i'm not sure of the protection rate on the dental dam i, I guess no, i didn't me either but i mean that's what they're designed for so that's why i just wanted to throw that out there that... well i mean you're just going to be with the saran wrap you're going to be swapping much less fluid yes oh you're rolling your eyes a little bit i think I, what? You're, you're a little argumentative in this podcast that's all mm, i don't know so the the um Saran wrap, there. So I, I guess, just outlining all of them. The dental dam was the the very first thing I noticed when I was going down, and just how the how it flattened everything out, and you can't you can't feel the contours and the and the and the texture of the pussy. Everything it just gets 
flattened out and it's all you can't you might as well just be licking at least in my opinion and this is a little bit a little bit of an exaggeration but not much but it's almost like you could just be licking a forearm because it, it just flattens because mm-hmm. the devil dam was definitely the thickest of the three yeah the material was the thickest and it was thicker even than than condoms we've used before yeah like, yeah it, it was the thickest barrier that that i've seen yeah it probably was a millimeter thick maybe maybe half a millimeter but um, still much still, thicker than yeah and so else. so you know the great thing about a pussy is that they're just all different and but they all they all have great texture to them and you can play with the lips and there's you know the inner lips and the outer lips and you just lose all of that with a nipple dam in my opinion you, yeah you, you can't really even distinguish between the two sets of lips can not, you not really but even then you know you without a with, with without a barrier you can put your tongue between them and play with them and and just have that flexibility and and be able to enjoy the texture and you just lose that and I couldn't even feel you you like you couldn't even feel where the clit was you just you lose the, you, you just lose that and just because of the, it just you're you're laying something just over top of it and mm-hmm. and so so it made your job a lot more difficult. Now so, you're familiar with my body, so you were still able to find my clit. But if you were, I imagine if you were eating out somebody new, it would be very difficult for you to yeah to get in, I mean, in the right, to to hit them in all the right places. I mean, yeah, you're, it's gonna be much easier if you know somebody's body. I mean, I, I I'll concede that for the most part, the anatomy is gonna be the same, roughly. And so you you know if you just guess around, you'll probably get pretty close to the clit, but still it's much less enjoyable for me and i would just kind of like the i don't really need to have a separate discussion about the condom because the condom did the same thing i, I would even though the condom's a little bit thinner it still flattened it out i would mm-hmm. say and i would say it actually tasted worse just because well you were going to mention how we actually did use well, the yeah condom, yeah though. so the way to the way you use a condom as a uh barrier is you can take scissors and so you open up the condom wrapper and you unroll the condom and use scissors to essentially cut down it, cut down the condom lengthwise. And then you just end up essentially with a flat piece of latex that you can then, then lay over. And so that brings in its own, mm-hmm. its own difficulty because if you're in a situation, you know, maybe at a swinger party or wherever you might not have, you know, you're not, you probably you're, have to go looking for a pair of scissors and that, you know, it might break the moment. If so, yeah, if you're gonna... or or you, what you you're more likely to do is to try and rip it with your teeth and then not rip it very straight. I wouldn't recommend and... doing that. I don't know. If you... Well, yeah, because it's not going to work well. No, no. So, plus that would taste horrible. So, so the, all the same issues about flattening out. Even though the condoms was thinner, I, it still was applicable. And the saran wrap was only marginally better, um, in terms of in terms of not flattening things out and. All, all allowing the curvature and and the uh, you know to remain, but it still essentially flattened things out. And also with all three, you can't you, know, you can't stick your tongue in the puss. It it, uh, it yeah. You you tried to do it a little bit with the saran wrap, and you you kind of like indented it a little bit to so, try and play with it. So you with the saran wrap, you were able to play with the opening more. So I was a little disappointed in the effectiveness or just how not that just how much the it was how less enjoyable it was for me so why don't you go through the three and 
talk about mm-hmm. how it was for you as the as the on the receiving end. So my comments are very similar to what you had to say, where the dental dam and the condom, um, although the thickness was different, the the end result on the puss is about the same. Where, like you were saying with with penis, it it deadens some of the sensation for sure. Um, like you're saying, you couldn't play with the individual lips, so you couldn't play with the labia minora and separate them out from the majora and like play with them. And you were able to identify my clit and you know put a tongue on the clit. And there's there's sometimes where my clit can be really sensitive, and so in that case, it was actually a be- beneficial. Um, so for any any women out there who've got a very sensitive clit, where putting a tongue on it or or having oral is is not an option or not a fun option for you because you're extremely sensitive, this could help. So for some women, I could see it actually being a nice thing to have because it, it could make uh, oral sex more enjoyable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, in the beginning of oral sex, I tend to be my my clit tends to be really sensitive, and if you come at it too quickly or too uh, with too much pressure. It, it can be overstimulating. Uh, didn't have that problem with. It's not really a problem, I would say, but it. But that didn't happen with with either of these barriers. So that was kind of nice. But overall, in general, it, it uh, was less enjoyable for me because I do like you to be able to dart your tongue in and out of the vagina, and you, you lose that ability. Um, now, when you went and played with the anus, um, that wasn't terribly different for me. It was much better with with. The condom compared to the dental dam, and Eon's better with the saran wrap, just because you could get that much closer to the hole. Like, it doesn't block the sensation as much. Um, but in general, all three, I didn't find to be that different from uh, when you're normally just uh, playing with the with the hole. So uh, that I, I thought was okay. So if, if I wanted somebody to to eat my ass, for lack of a better phrase, and they wanted me to use barrier protection, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for for regular oral sex, if the option is no oral sex or use barrier, of course I'd go for a barrier. Uh, but my preference would be not to have one. Yeah, so that <clears throat> actually probably a good time just to have a little bit of a discussion about that. And so I think it's safe to say that we both would stick with, stick with taking the... Um, the implied risk when swinging and using no barriers for oral sex and but now I, but even though that's always been our stance and i think that, that still mm-hmm. is our preference i i i can feel a little bit more confident now in in that decision because we've tested it out we have decided that it just the the experience is not as good and so we're going to continue to take the risk when yep. and and play unprotected with oral but it, i i i mean i guess i really hadn't even thought about it that much until during while we were recording but you know you i can feel more confident about making an educated decision in, in, instead of just being instead of being ignorant to the to the fact of using oral barriers mm-hmm. we have tried them and just opted that that's not our preference but i think there's a lot of people out there who aren't even aware that of a dental dam or of the concept of a dental dam yeah. or a concept of using oral barriers is completely foreign. And so I, even though it's not our preference, if you haven't tried it, I recommend giving it a whirl. And oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it would be in terms of sensation, at least when, when uh, you were eating me out, it, it didn't deaden things as bad as I thought it would, but it, it still did. Yeah. 
And so, so that's our recommendation. And yeah, I mean, to still give it a try, even though, and we've made the decision, we've made it a try, but made the decision it's not for us. Although, it still puts the burden on us to be comfortable with our partners, well, yeah, to you, not be. But that's always to, been the case. To not be overly promiscuous. You want to make sure and be careful with the people that we are playing with. You have to just because there is inherent risk when you are playing with other individuals that you just have to use your good judgment. And I would hope mm-hmm. anybody out there practicing non-monogamy is using their best judgment to keep themselves and their yep. partners and their playmates safe. And on the flip side, the the other hope is that the people that you're playing with are honest with you. Well, yeah. you know, you're, you're trusting the people that you're playing with to tell you if they have something. You have to use your good, you have to, you can trust them, but hopefully you, you can trust, you have enough, that that person is trustworthy to you and that you can trust them and that you can use your own intuition as well to say, I trust this person and mm-hmm. I, tr- you know, you, the, the impression that you can get from a person on whether or not you, they, you should play with them or that you feel comfortable playing with them regardless of if they tell you they're safe, but you just have this, you know, you just have an intuition. You just have a weird feeling, feeling about them. Yeah. Then go with then avoid it. But so the, other, the flip side that I would want to talk about is, so if you made the decision, we don't want to play unprotected anymore. If, 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 if people out there made that decision, how well do you think that, that would be received within the swinging community? Because I think that there would be some pushback you'd get. I mean, well, I, I don't... think there would. I think there would be. Um, I I don't know. I think it would be split. I think there'd be people who supported it, and I think there'd be people who would say, "Well, you're being overly cautious. We're fine." So yeah, I... and, and part of it might go down to just the education and the experience with the different types of barriers. But I mean, we've too. been to a lot of parties and a lot of we, we've seen a lot of things going 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 on, and we've never seen we've we've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've heard it from other individuals and other podcasts as well, that it just seems to be the consensus that the swinging community just has, as, as a, as a group, as a collective, uh, has decided it's just sort of the norm to not use it. Whereas from my understanding is that with other communities, that's not the case that not saying that it's the Mm -hmm. norm, but it isn't looked upon as being a little weird versus, I think there, I think there would be the idea that that's a little weird if you see a couple using an oral barrier or you're seeing a couple using a, a, a dental dam. And I'm, 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 I, my my hope is that the community would be open enough to accept it. I think they would. No, no, I I think although it's outside think, of the norm, like my my hope is that the community would still be acceptive of that behavior. I think you know because you'd like to think of your community as being safe. I think and in general you would, but when on individual encounters, I think you might get a little a little look or pushback, but I mean, you just have to, if that's what you've decided, stick to your guns. And if that's what you want to do, well, I, a little look is different from pushback. So Mm -hmm. if we were with a couple and we said we wanted to use protection, oral barrier, and they pushed back and said, are you sure we don't really want to do that? Then I would say you're not the couple for us. Well, that's so, true, but it now, could also be that but, they're ignorant. Now, as well. if people that you were with just gave you a weird, you know, if people around you gave you a weird look, that's different. But I would hope that people are respectful of each other's well, wishes to 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 either say, "Yep, we'll do that," or "I'm sorry, that's not for us." At the same time, I do recognize that there is potential for couples to just not want to do it because they never even they don't even know what you're talking about. They don't like they they don't even know what oral barriers are, and so. It's just is a foreign concept that they just don't want to do. Plus, it can be a. I, I'm just recognizing the hurdles that one would have to get over, or 
potentially is that because it could be a mood killer too you're in a sexy mood and then and then if you have to stop to have this discussion about oral sex barriers or why you should use them with a couple who's unfamiliar with them that could be a complete mood killer and so it might be good to talk about that ahead of time that way they're aware that that's your couple mm-hmm. stance because i just in the same i don't way, want to discourage anybody from no no you know, I, I don't, I don't want people to listen to this podcast but, and say no well we will we'd like to be protected but because the community doesn't we're not going no, to but that's a good because dis- i wouldn't want anybody to assume risk that they're not comfortable with because that's what the majority I of this i don't know why you, does that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying though is i'm just recognizing the hurdles that you'd have that you you'd encounter like i don't want to just be oblivious to think that you wouldn't have that you're making a decision that's outside the norm and Mm -hmm. that you are going to have just in the same, I think there's, there's considerations to think about just in the way that before getting into a, a play situation, you should, you probably should have the discussion that we're a soft swap or a full swap couple. If you're a soft swap couple, you probably, you want to communicate that beforehand. So so there really isn't the awkwardness Mm -hmm. when you're playing. And if you are a, a couple that uses barriers, I think that that should be communicated beforehand as well. For oral sex, yes. Yeah. I mean, for for regular sex, that's pretty much a given. Yeah, but... it is pretty much a given, although it's not always the given. You do have, I mean, we were just at a party recently, and uh, we were talking to a couple, and they were invited to a bareback-only party, and everybody had to agree beforehand that it was going to be a bareback party, and you can't go if if, if, that's, if that's not okay with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you do but that know. Was, it was established you, ahead, yeah, of time, ahead of time. So. Mm-hmm. But, so, but it isn't always a given. But I just want to acknowledge the challenges. But yeah, if if you decide that the if a if a barrier to non-monogamous play is the is this fear of STIs, there are there are these barriers. No pun intended. For what you're using the word barrier, it's just funny because like oh. oral barrier, but oh, it's I also a barrier. It. I didn't get it. So I guess that wraps up our discussion on our oral barriers did you want to we we did i i don't think there's a ton of discussion that needs to go into it we did check out a couple of um just just as a little research for this oral episode we checked out a couple of educational it was i guess you could say it was our first foray into educational porn as well we checked mm-hmm. out a couple of how to um oral sex videos one was the well there was an uh oral sex guide for um fellatio and a separate one for cunnilingus by tristan Terramino, and then there was another one by i think marilyn chambers was mm-hmm. the was the name of the video the mm-hmm. host of the video yep and so they sort of go like i was trying to think who the audience because we, we we would play and try to follow along and yeah and follow their tips but I, while we're doing that i'm trying, I was trying to think like who is the intended audience for this because the tips are so general that i think like to be honest, like in my mind, it was like it was teenagers who, like, well, like a teenage girl. I wouldn't say teenagers. I would say people who are just getting into giving blowjobs. But, but yes, I mean, so I'm generalizing. And I mean, so that could be any age. It could be any when age when you start being sexually active. It definitely could be any age. But I think it's for those. And, and because there's porn wrapped up into it, I would say that their their target is probably more early college girls as opposed to teenage girls well which i, was, I guess could be 18 19, i was i was but... being a little facetious <laughs> because it is it's it it is those individuals who really haven't had who really have, don't have experience with it because well, yeah and i mean that that could be like your newlywed couple who's who's devout catholic and have never you know had sex before yes that's why i was joking i mean it was oh it didn't come across as a joke 
Oh, well, I sorry, in my mind it was sort of a joke, but sort of not. I mean, because that's, like, when you think of, like, just when you do, like, the first thing that comes to your mind, if you think about the group, a uh, group that doesn't, that's just learning about having sex, it's going to be, you know, a, a teenage yeah, group. I guess the thing is, we, we take sex education for granted, because you and I both had sex education in Mine wasn't good. I would school. not say mine was, I would say mine was pretty horrible. And some people might have had no sex education at all, and so for Actually, that, like, I think that kind of uh, video could be particularly useful. Although, I would, we never really had, like, like, my sex ed was so limited, because I came from a small school, and I guess, like, we've talked about it, but I'm, like, it was more like a health education, not really, mm-hmm. like, I don't think we really, we didn't really have, like, a specific, like, Well, I mean, don't get me ed. wrong, I, I did have a sex ed class, no, but, but it wasn't never, how to give a blowjob. No, but it so. wasn't even how to use a condom. Mm-hmm. We, I never even, like, there was never, like, like, it never even came up in at school. I mean, that's, that's why, like, actually, I would say... If I had to say, I would say that my school did not have sex ed. They had, like, health education, but not sex, sex ed- education. So, I mean, I guess that plays into who, who who these videos are for, is individuals who really aren't familiar with this. And so... Yeah, I mean, now the Tristan but, Taramino one... But they the, give you the, tips on... The first segment started off with, with very basic uh, blowjob technique. But but then there was also a segment on deep throating, which, I don't, yes. which that, that's applicable to anybody. From yeah. from with any experience level, yeah, and 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 the way these videos played out is there was a educate like like a like a little workshop segment at least the Trish and Taramino one there was a little workshop segment at the beginning where she talks in the in the fellatio video she talked over while a couple performed and showed various technique mm-hmm. in the uh, Cunnilingus video it was the host Trish and Taramino wasn't actually there it was the it was the workshop a sexier was host, the, the yeah. workshop was done by two Hostess. women, yeah, and then it moved on into various other segments that did get a little bit more advanced, but at the same time it had less instructional pieces, and so it was more like you're kind of watching watching these sex scenes, and it was kind of funny because we because we joked about how I was watching porn with the commentary on because mm-hmm. there was. There was commentary. There was a little. The, it was like porn with pop up. It was like pop up yeah. video porn. Was, there were a little was, like information. It was commentary pop-ups. and and, and pop up, and so that was that was interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I would say it's useful for anybody who like maybe is unsure if they're doing the blowjob correctly or if they're not sure that their their male partners experiencing pleasure the way they'd like them to. I mean, you you could pick up a tip or two here and there, technique wise. Yeah. I guess you could. There I mean, are a little like the the first segment was a little elementary, but there's additional segments that we didn't watch that did delve into more advanced topics. So I don't think that we can weigh in a hundred percent on whether the how tos are valuable yet because we didn't. I don't think we watched enough of them. We only watched pretty much opening segments. So I mean, they are valuable, to, and if you, I don't know, I if if you feel like you need to learn something, and it. If you feel like you're inexperienced and need to learn, but if you have been doing any sort of, I don't know, it's almost like if you've been doing sexual activity for a little while, you've probably got these these skills down. Um, I, I think, that though, that there's always a tip or a trick to learn to pick up, which you could maybe do just by watching other people at swinger parties, you know, but there's there's always something that someone else does that's new or different than what you do. I guess I was so, a little bit more pessimistic on 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 who the video was um who 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 these videos were 
beneficial too. I, I and I and I guess I I still I mean even like you've convinced me a little bit, but not fully. Like I still think it's more well, for the ex- relatively inexperienced. The the bottom line though is, you know, is it worth the thirty or forty bucks to you know the, the these DVDs are advertised as like oh the best way to give the best blowjob of your life blah 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 is it worth the money probably not oh and there's still at I the would, end of the day you know? I would say that there's still and I would say that the videos were definitely I mean just like any I guess pretty much all porn it's it's skewed for the male um, mm-hmm. viewing experience especially the even even the the Cunnilingus video which you'd think would be for the for you both videos could be used for both sexes, but uh, it's just interesting that the that the choice was made for the in the Felicio video for Tristan Terramino, it's a guy giving a girl a blowjob, but then on the Cunnilingus video, it's a girl eating a girl out, just because that's you know the, well, the girls are into that too, though. Yeah, I mean in in the Sweden community, girls are into that. Yeah, but as a as a straight girl, who would you rather have watched? You'd rather watch a guy eating a girl out. Yeah, but even then, I don't know. I I take more pleasure. I'm, maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but when it comes to porn, I get my pleasure out of watching the man come. I don't get any pleasure. Like I don't watch porn to watch a woman come. So yeah, but you don't you don't like, like watching it, it a guy. You don't like me. watching a guy eating a girl out. I'd rather watch the girl give, giving the blowjob. But if you were gonna watch a cuddling a scene, I'd rather see the guy eating a girl out. Yeah than a girl eating a girl out. If I had to watch a cunnilingus scene, but in general, my preference would be to watch a girl giving a guy a blowjob. But you got to know who you're marketing to, and, and I guess you just have to make sure that you can sell these videos, mm-hmm. and it's going to be traditionally a guy who's buying them. So they were just, I would say that they're they're definitely skewed. The, the, the Marilyn Chambers one definitely had the full-on money shot. You know, the, the mm-hmm. it played out just like a porn would, just trying to, educate you a little bit um, well yeah i mean clearly it's going to be a guy who buys the how to you know cunnilingus although it could be a lesbian in e- either case what do you want to see you want to see girl and girl Mm-hmm. so anything else i think that wraps up what what we want to talk about for oral all right so take us home so thank you for listening. As always, you can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, anything that you'd like to say, ideas or suggestions for euphemisms for eating the ass. That would be great. Uh, we'll share them on the air. Especially one that sounds sexy. Yes. Just like That would be fantastic. Just sexy and hot and not kind of like, oh, that's kind of gross, but I need to get this point across somehow. Exactly. Yeah, so we'd love to hear that. That's swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. You can find us on Facebook. Like us. We're swinging around. Um, also, we're on Twitter. Just at swinging around. No G at the end of swinging. And as always, please... Uh, Visit our us on iTunes. Give us some ratings. Give us some feedback on iTunes and Stitcher. That's how we get the word out there and are able to uh, increase our listenership and keep giving you guys uh, our interesting lifestyle interviews and, and putting the episodes out there. Yeah, and plus we want your honest feedback. We want to know what you out there who are listening think about the show. So yeah, definitely, definitely give us a rating if you have a moment. So thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swinging. 